When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. Where you Auburn fans? Welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with Jared Davis. Auburn just faced another Bulldogs that we've got to face this year, the Mississippi State Bulldogs, and uh, we put up a really good fight against them. We barely lost in overtime, thirty-nine to thirty-three. Auburn even had a lead, you know, in the waning minutes of the game. And to say that after being down twenty-one points is just truly incredible, especially with all of the chaos that has been going on this last week. Jared, how you doing? How did you experience this game? And what are kind of your overall thoughts on on how this team responded after just a crazy tumultuous? tumultuous i think that's the <laughs> word right <laughs> wait it's too late we're doing this in an evening on an evening so <laughs> i'm gonna go with whatever you say that word is um yeah i mean i'm i'm you know uh, i got a little heartbroken but i think that's a good thing i think uh, i had become essentially numb i mean we would get up and i was like yeah we're not gonna hold this lead and we would get behind and i said there's no way we're coming back so um the fact that we played the game we did. I was got into it. I was jumping up and down. Um, I did say the words. We probably scored too soon on the last mm-hmm. touchdown. But yeah. I mean, what do you do there? It's under a minute. I mean, you gotta you gotta get it in. Um, yeah. So you know, the last time you probably saw the trivia question, but do you remember the last time we came back from twenty one points down? Uh, was it the Nick Marshall year? Is that right? Like uh, no, years? it was actually twenty ten in Tuscaloosa. Oh. Even further back. Wow. Yep. So that was the last time we, we came back to win, being down 20. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So you're not going to get the visual, but I'll give you the audio. My wife got me. Uh, on, I think this was a go-ahead touchdown from uh, Jarquez at the end of the game. So listen to this. All right. Here we go. <laughs> I don't know how much you heard of that, but that was me just going wild. I, I, uh, I'm going to be honest. I couldn't hear it, AJ. I don't know if it was on your end, but I, I Here, can... only, we're going to try one more time. Try one more time. Bump that volume. Here we go. Let's go. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that one? I, I can't, I can't hear it, but I can picture you. I know you <laughs> and I can picture how excited you are. Were you, did you, were you running? Did you run out into the street? I mean, you... I looked like. Uh, Zach Etheridge and Car- uh, Cadillac Williams running down the sideline. I was nuts. I mean, I don't know if it's because I'm their same age or whatnot and, like, was actually in school with those guys. Yeah. That was just a cool moment. I, I know that's weird yeah. and nobody even cares, but, like, to have those guys just be so into it, they're, they're racing down to the ref. Right. To call a timeout. And then Zach pulls a hammy, which reminded <laughs> me how old I am. And I'm like, <laughs> but, I mean, that's, like, two Auburn dudes – Love Auburn to death, yeah. running after, you know, victory, essentially. Yeah. 
when they they at that point thought we have a shot and so i mean if we were down like by 30 40 points at that point they'd probably not be doing that but they saw the hope and they loved auburn and went for it and and that's the kind of you know the things that i think the players are going to feed off of over these next few weeks finishing out the season is just how much you know now the leadership of under Cadillac Williams is all all in they want to be a part of the Auburn history and the players that are still here i, I mean you saw it still have the little bit of the word that keep coming comes back to to his hope like their hope has you know from monday when it seemed like there was no hope of Harson being fired you know we had just been obliterated by Arkansas and now you look at it and it's wow, we have hope, and this team feels like they can win. I mean, it's truly amazing how quickly, you know, just a mentality thing of a new coach, a new regime a little bit can can really change your mindset on, on how do you play the game and finish the game, which I think you had noted, uh, Jared, you know, that was something Caddy talked about, wasn't it? About having hope. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's talked about that a couple of times, and um, he gets it, man. I mean, you know, he's I I really like Cadillac. I I wish he had a little more head coaching experience because, um, you know, we're probably the pro. You know, I know we're not really going down this route, but the people that want Cadillac to be coach, um, I I think <clears throat> I think he needs a little bit more time in that position. And to be honest with you, um, we're gonna we're gonna need to have this thing like locked up and done to announce after the iron bowl mm-hmm. um, i you know so I, I don't know how much he can prove in that time frame but man you want to talk about somebody who loves auburn and i hope to goodness whoever they bring in keeps him give him a pay raise give him a title raise do whatever you gotta mm-hmm. do to keep him um but yeah cadillac he's he definitely brought hope he's a cheerleader over there i mean how many times they showed him on the sidelines uh, he was he reminded me of like somebody that had ADHD like just going nuts like I, I'm I'm I can't focus I need to like you know I'm I'm excited this is great uh, like that that's the kind of fun that I mean if I was in his position I would be I don't know uh, I could not focus as well as he did because he did make some very timely decisions I mean and, and his mindset it seemed like most of the game was we're just gonna go go at it we're gonna go all in and you know that's what happened. You know, many times where I think other coaches might not have gone for it. For example, he did. He he knew he had to get those, um, and at least show that you're gonna do whatever you were gonna do. That was a little bit extra. You know, going for two, for example. You know that didn't work out, but he's still going for it. When you know, and I think that kind of shows the team. Hey, I'm I'm in for you. I want you to win. I want you to succeed. Um, and I mean, really, what's he got to lose? I mean, <laughs> that's the kind of thing mindset that I, I have to keep in mind is there's a lot of things that he did that I was like, I think most coaches might not have done, but he's literally got nothing to lose here. He's out here having fun. He wants the team to win and succeed. And how are you going to do that when your team is down? You got to you know make some pretty ballsy calls. And he did. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, you know, I would have taken the, I pro, you know, it's easy to say take the three that time, but um, I actually like the call of the end around. Um, I think that that's one of those where you you catch them cram in the middle and you may take it to the house. Um, right. We didn't. Get I mean, it. literally, literally one block away. I think maybe two from, you know, housing that. 
what I what I probably would have liked a little more when you 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 know it's a fourth down. So so receivers don't break tackles very well, right? Um, I I think if you do that with like Demari Austin or something, he's also mm. got the speed, but he he might could have fallen forward. So I would have probably rather seen that with a running back. Um, yeah. If you're gonna do it, because they know how to fight for yardage and not go down on the first guy. Um, right. Receivers are more like, hey, if I if I don't juke, if you touch me, I'm going down. Yeah. Um, but at, but at the end of the day, the play call itself. I thought I thought all in all, AJ, I thought Will Friend first yeah first quarter first half really not great. But man, the adjustments they made in the second half. Where's that been for you oh know a gosh. year and a half? And you know, all right, Robbie wasn't throwing the ball very well yesterday. Mm-hmm. So they quit trying to do square peg round hole. They started calling. <laughs> they started calling. Um, you know, there were several times where it was a called run play for Robbie. Oh yeah, the blocking was set up that way. Um, I mean, they did. I mean, the play that Tank had where they where they faked a reverse to Robbie. They got mm-hmm. real. They got real unique with some of their plays, but they kept it on the ground. And we were down twenty one. Yeah, and we kept it on the ground, and that's how we right. got back in the game. Right, and that just makes me think like. I know we like I, I want to be nice to Harson, but just thinking how hard that team fought, I don't think that team would have fought for Harson if he was still the coach for this week. It would have been like forty to ten or something crazy, like a really bad loss for Auburn. And that that those decisions, you know, that Cadillac made and got them, you know, back around to that second half were brilliant. I mean, for for somebody to look at that that game at the end, they they would have never known that score was you know what was it twenty four to three at one point. Yeah, that's crazy. It was setting up to be a rout by them. Yeah, and no, give, it really give, was. Give Schmetting and them credit. I mean, Schmetting and them made yeah. adjustments. We got to the quarterback. <laughs> Where's that been, dude? We have been doing, and that's not a real good easy team to get. I mean, they they're pretty quick with their passes. They have a. I mean, oh Mississippi State for for not being a powerhouse, they usually have a good line, offensive and defensive line, and uh, got to the quarterback, created turnovers. I mean, it's so sad. You go back and look at the stats, you're like, how did Auburn lose? We had over 200 and something yards rushing. We mm-hmm. won the turnover battle. Uh, time of possession, I think we had, and we, and we lost. But, you know, there's there, – there, Cadillac said it great. He took responsibility. He said, look, I told the – he said, you get what you focus on. And this week I focused on serving each other and uh, believing. And he said, I, I, I now got to add discipline. He's like, so yeah. this week, serving, believing, and you got to be disciplined. And, right. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was great. Yeah, and those are great things to preach. I mean, and, and it makes me think, you know, the words that he chose were very uh, probably telling of what it was not under Harson because I feel like he, he saw, you know, the gaps of serving and just being there for your team. And he, he said, all right, we got we to gotta get that right. And so they did. And I, I think it showed. Uh, I think after, you know, things settled down, you know, it's, it's essentially a new you know, like coaching staff, <laughs> especially on offense. And once they kind of settled down, you saw we could make stuff happen, um, even with a you know, pretty dysfunctional, uh, just way of, you know, because Will Friend hasn't had to call plays. He hasn't had to do that kind of stuff all year, and he's having to pick that up. And he made stuff happen. I mean, there are plenty of times that we had plays open, and, you know, it's the execution piece. And so you, you got to think, 
you know, Cadillac and the, the other coaches are going to really pound on that this week. Uh, get that right for our next game against Texas A&M back in Jordan here in a, in a week. All right, so let's also talk about some other stuff, some other positives that we saw, uh, turnovers. We won the turnover battle again, and uh, man, that was fun. How many times have I have I thought, okay, we're going to get like one or two turnovers maybe, and that's it, and we ended up getting three, is that right, three turnovers this game, and that's that causes the momentum shift. Now, I know a couple of those didn't end up, the, both the strip sacks that we got only resulted in three points, but that gets your defense, you know, pinning those ears back, you know, tasting the blood in the water, whatever saying you want to do. And they, they were going after it. Um, and, and I love to see that, um, especially, you know, guys like Emba who haven't gotten a lot of play time this year and he comes out and he does things, he makes it work. And, and that just shows me how good this team truly can be. Uh, when, when they're, when they're kind of, when they feel like the team and the coaches are behind them, um, and there's that trust that's behind them. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we played a ton of new faces on defense. I mean, was it, um, Emba had a tremendous play. Um, Jadavian Rim, am I saying that right? I believe mm-hmm. he's a true freshman. I mean, he played, basically played all night. I think they had him on their best receiver. Um, yeah. So, and, you know, they called, I think it was him, they called the bogus pass interference call at the end of the game on, uh, I, I swear, ACC refs must get bonused by how often they call pass interference. I mean, they even had, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I think they called two on us one time. I was like, I didn't see anything there. I'm yeah. like, I don't, it's like, they just love calling pass interference. Yeah. Uh, if a just, guy, ha- if a defender has a hand on the wide receiver pass interference, I mean, you're like, no, if you like, you're that's not pass interference. If you just have a hand, now if you turn them, you hold them. Sure, that's pass interference. But two two things. Number one, it wasn't pass interference on the last play. Like we mm-hmm. it, we weren't passing, and it was not catchable. I'm like, right. <laughs> so I don't. Now on the other side, I don't think we've had a defensive back turn their head around in five years. So I don't know. What it doesn't that, seem like it. I don't know what's <laughs> up with that. Like I watch Georgia play, and their dudes are always turning around, and that's how they pick the ball off. Right, and we don't do that, and we've had some good defensive backs that didn't do that. So I, I don't know what that may be coaching, but, um, but yeah, that was not pass interference. But it was yeah. not as bad as the what did they call? Thank goodness they t- pulled the targeting. Oh, away, but they called a blind targeting block. blindside block, and the blindside block was in his like they're they're face to face. How was that blindside block? I don't get it. Yeah, yeah, that was. About as they did one on again, uh, we returned a kick against our pick against Kentucky a few years ago when Gus was here, and they called one of those. And I was like, "Oh yeah, he's looking at him. You can't yeah. be blindside when they're looking at you." Do you do you not know what blind means? Yeah. Obviously, they're refs, so they don't understand blind. Yeah. Well, they bad, probably should know joke, what that means, you know? right? Because they obviously yeah. are, are appear to be that way sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah, ref. Just because you couldn't see what was going on does not make it blindside. Right, exactly. You know what I, I mean? I don't know. <laughs> but when they called it on, and the, I feel like the announcers were like, oh, yeah, that's that's, tar- that's textbook targeting. And then the, their expert comes on and is like, yeah, that's not targeting. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, that's so an- funny. Announcers are so, I, I, I just don't understand. They said something in that game that was totally not true, and you had to think somebody came in his ear. They said, well, LSU winning actually opens up the door now for Ole Miss to make it to Atlanta. Totally not true. That the worst thing was for LSU to win because now if LSU wins out, they're in. They needed Alabama right. to win. And, yeah. and they just said it and I'm like, 
I, I don't know. I feel like stuff like that for a multi-billion dollar company. Yeah. I just feel like they say a lot of crazy things. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I'm um, running. Sorry. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about this offense, um, which we've talked about You know, really only getting, what, three days of practice before having to come into a game like this. And you're, I mean, really, you're kind of, you're running somebody else's offense. You're really, you're not making any big improvements or any changes to the offense. You're probably just kind of sticking with what they had. And we saw that in the first half. It was very discombobulated. We didn't have any very good scripted drives like we're kind of used to. And I feel like second half, you saw the changes on offense. And I was very proud to see how Robbie responded because I feel like Robbie could have gotten really down on himself when you know I'm looking at his stats now. It's 7 of 22 for passing. And he's like, wow, I'm only completing like 30% of my passes. But when he makes such an impact in the run game where he gets 108 yards rushing and two touchdowns, that's something that you know he can get behind and see – Wow, I'm I'm doing something because you know I'm looking at his stats. His QB rating is 60. You look at you know <laughs> Will Rogers who passed the ball 59 times, and his QB rating is only six points higher than him. To me, that says Robbie, even though he didn't have the best game passing, he did things that helped this team get back into it. And that's all I'm honestly asking for is somebody who can get behind and play well. Um, also, let's note this, and this is really impressive. Robbie Ashford is the first Auburn quarterback to rush for 100 yards in a game since Nick Marshall. And that was against Mississippi State, too, back in 2014. So, uh, pretty cool to you know, have that stat next to Robbie's name there, too. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What did you kind of feel like, you know, the the offense and Robbie did well to get back into the game? Uh, yeah, to get back in, uh, I'll hit on in just a moment. I've, I've said this almost every game this year. Uh, Robbie was the reason we almost won and we lost <laughs> and mm-hmm. i feel like it's because like if he could hit or connect on just a few more passes um i think we win that game but yep. also if he doesn't scramble for those touchdown runs we're not even in the game so, <laughs> so true it's like a, it's like a jekyll and hyde with him and you yeah. can see the potential there but as far as them coming back in the second half i agree with you like he didn't get down on himself the team didn't get down on themselves um, I, I felt like Will Friend. So you're talking about the play calling and stuff. Like you're, you can't change the playbook this point in the season, right? And so the only thing you can do is, all right, go find the plays that work very well. And the crazy thing is, Will Friend was using Eric Key, not his plays, his actual play sheet. And they even mm-hmm. made a mention on the game that he doesn't even know where the plays are sometimes. Like he's <laughs> having to search for them. So. I think that'll be better coming up this way. But the point of all that is give Will Friend credit or Ike Hilliard. I know they're kind of co-doing this thing or Cadillac. Yeah. Give somebody credit for saying, listen, here's what we do well. Stop trying to do what we don't do well. And they went in there and they committed to the run and they almost won that ball game. Yeah, it, it truly was something that 
I feel like Auburn fans had been hoping for was just get away. If if in the middle of the game it's not working, stop going back to it. And and that's what we did. Like I was just thinking back to you know Harson and you know when we're down, he goes and like all right, crap, we got to throw the ball a million times. And this showed me we didn't have to do that. That shows me we could have stuck with the run and stuck with Tank and stuck stuck with Jarquez and said run the dang ball. <laughs> And we would have, you know, could have potentially, you know, previous games gotten back into it. Um, and, and that's that's kind of, you know, how is hindsight. But, you know, I think that kind of showed we can make those adjustments, and we did. And the players responded to it, which I think is even more of an important thing when, you know, at the end of the game, you know, Harson is saying after the, the game, he says, yeah, this team never gave up. And he said that's the first time he's seen that all season. I think Cat- that's pretty hard telling. Cadillac, yeah, Cadillac. Yeah, Cadillac, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. Cadillac. Yeah, yeah, no, no, you're good. Yeah, Cadillac said that, which, yeah, Zachary was pretty telling. And he, he caught himself as he was saying it because he realized what he was implying. <laughs> but um, he's right. This is, I think, the first time that they have, from start to finish, not only they didn't give up, they believed. Mm-hmm. I mean, that team believed. I mean, when I think when Jarquez went into the end zone, um, I think I think we thought we, were, we had won. No, I, I mean that clip at the very beginning when I was yelling, I was, I thought we had won because we had jumped ahead with only you know very small amount of time left, and I was like, wow, like we have all the momentum right now. All right, so let, let's. This has become the easy scapegoat on this, and I hate to do it, but um, it, it, since now we only have three more games to. I mean, do you bring in McFer- McPherson? I mean, can the guy put mm. it in the end zone? Like, if, Yeah. If we put the ball in the end zone that game every time, I realize everything plays out different. Right. We had a return kick, and we had a squib kick because we couldn't put it in the end zone that led to a face mask, which gave the ball at the 50 when they only had yep. 40-something seconds left. So that technically lost. And we missed the uh, field goal in overtime. Right. I mean, special teams lost us that game. Uh, yeah. See, that's so hard for me because I've been such a fan of Anders. And and I think for a decent amount of the season, like, he's been fine. You know, Anders has been fine. It's just so tough to watch um, just knowing where he could have been, you know. And now you're saying, you know, he's not making it in the end zone. You know, the one that got ran back was eight. It didn't even – it made it to the eight-yard line. What about okay? So what about the end zone? All right. So if you're if you're not willing to concede, not you in general, but anybody, uh, not you specifically, but if uh-huh. you're not willing to concede Anders for for field goals, can we like we're not going to burn a red shirt now? Can we put Mc, Mc, is it McPherson? Well, from, yeah, yeah, it's McPherson. put him in for kickoffs. I mean, like I, I mean, he. I was even thinking this game. <clears throat> why aren't we putting in McPherson for kickoffs? Like it, it's not going to burn just red shirt. It gets some some extra reps out there. I mean, if we're truly afraid and we know that Anders can't make it to the end zone, which was very evident in the second half because guess what? We just squibbed it every other time. And that, like, why aren't we doing that? Now, again, I know coaches are uh, in a chaos mode right now. They're trying to settle down. I hope they start realizing that. And I think Harson, to some extent, had some, uh, you know, I don't know, allegiance or, like, he not allegiance that's the wrong word like uh help me here loyalty loyalty that that's a better word for it he had some loyalty to Anders because he came back from an injury from ACL and he's like all right hey man I'll give it to you but I think at some point 
you know, you need to consider the other option, which is a essentially a five-star kicker, best kicker in his class. What's it going to hurt you? Well, so uh, at this point, let's be honest. At this point, we may, we're probably not even making a bowl game. So no, yeah. go ahead, start, especially people like Cadillac that love Auburn. Let's start prepping for next year. If you're not mm-hmm. gonna, if there literally is no negative to doing something, I would, I would play someone else, at, at right. any position really. Like if the if the person yeah. not not to hurt the team, like you don't do anything that's gonna keep you from winning, but you're like, all right, you're not getting it done. It's not gonna hurt us to play the other guy. I'm gonna give him a shot. Right. Well, and I even saw that a couple times with I'm thinking about the wide receiver, you know, Coy Moore and Camden Brown, younger guys on the team, and they were getting a ton of reps. Um, now not to say, you know, Shedrick Jackson isn't great, but they were getting the, the plays out there a lot of them. And and so I hope that kind of bleeds over into other positions. Like you had mentioned, because I, I, at this point we know our, our practices are limited. We're not getting the extra bowl practices more than likely, unless some miraculous thing happens in the last you know few games of the season, which, Hey, it's Cadillac and Alabama's trash now apparently no, i'm just kidding they're not trash <laughs> i uh, wish yeah. they're trash i mean i i will say i think they're they're quote dynasties a broad word i i think they're dynasties it's, I think, it's it's on the tail end yeah i mean i think with the losses they've had over the year last few years that they wouldn't normally take and they just don't have that dominating presence they're still super talented they're not going to lose a lot of games but they are beatable now and and um right all right a couple more things uh before we kind of wrap this up um, wanted to talk about how our defense in the second half responded. Um, I mean, really, they they more or less said, Mississippi State, you're not scoring. And I I love that. With how fast Mississippi State put up 24 points, I thought, wow, we're, we're done. And Schmetting came out, made those changes in the second half. And, I mean, our team is better for it. And that's honestly, I'm thinking back to, you know, the days of you know Kevin Steele and Muschamp before you know th- their teams could shut down team you know the other offense and I think I'd you know potentially thought wow we've kind of lost that and we did about as good as we possibly could um, with this team. What's kind of your thoughts on how we were able to do that on defense and really slow down Mississippi State's very fast offense that can put up points so quickly? Yeah, I mean, it's really hard to tell what we did differently, but we did something because, I mean, they they were – I mean, they couldn't move until that final drive. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I, I, I was listening to – I don't know if it's Cole Kubelik or – somebody made the comment that said that what we – I don't think it was them, but somebody made the comment about in the second half we changed – we got a little more exotic with our blitzes. Like, we started making the offense have to think. We weren't – it wasn't – we didn't telegraph who was coming. Mm-hmm. So, and we might pretend like someone was coming and then they would drop back into coverage and we came from the other side. So we got a little more exotic with that. Um, you know, all in all, um, I think the pressure, man, I think we occasionally, we got a little bit of pressure on him and that, that rattles quarterback. I think we underestimate how much that rattles the quarterback. Yeah. Um, their timing is all off. Right. You well, and our, our defensive line wreaked habit on them. We had, uh, and this wasn't just defensive line, but I guess the front seven, uh, typically they got 10 total tackles for loss and five sacks. Yeah. And a couple of those, as we know, were those strip sacks. 
that really, I mean, that changed how our, I feel like our team, uh, you know, faced this game because if you don't get those and Mississippi state keeps driving, we're talking about a different game. You're talking about a 45 to three game or something crazy. I think we were fresher, man. I think I think Dylan Brooks had a mm-hmm. had a, a couple of plays in there. He hadn't been playing. Emba um, came in, and you know, I, here's the other thing we got to remember too, though. So Mississippi State is almost all pass, right? Mm-hmm. And you can play somebody like Emba who doesn't fully, you know, he's like, all right, just go get the quarterback, um, right? You know, when you're playing a team that can run, it'll be interesting to see if Emba gets as much playing time against A and M because it's a little more balanced. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, in this game, they showed out. I mean, Embo looked great. Uh, the D line looked great. Derek Hall is just a man. I mean, he's amazing. He's everywhere. There, there was a couple times, and I know you've noted it this year, where he dropped back into coverage, and he yeah. was essentially playing linebacker. And I was like, what is happening? And he was making plays. He makes the tackle. He's like, <laughs> somebody wrote an article, he's the best tackle on the team. I'm like, oh, he probably is. He literally is everywhere. And it's probably hurting his NFL stock from a. Uh, like getting after the quarterback yeah. maybe it didn't maybe they see the versatility but um i mean listen to this stat line for him he leads the team eight tackles six solo two sacks three tackle for loss one quarterback hurry i mean i think the nfl knows he's a top guy and dude, he, he's it, he's going and his sack was just ridiculous like he oh yeah i mean he made that lineman look silly like he he faked like he was going out and the lineman went out he was he walked right past him when he cut in it was like whew. That was a thing of beauty, man. I hate yeah. the, I hate we're missing Eku because I think Eku was, you know, he was getting to be just barely below Hall and having those two guys yeah. come off the corner would be, would have been real nice in that game. It truly would have. And I was thinking that med game, thinking, wow, to have Derek Hall and Eku against this pass-heavy team, we I mean. probably would have had we, like eight sacks. We we genuinely probably would have. And both, both Derek Hall and Eku probably would have had you know, multiple sacks. I mean, that's the kind of game that I think both of them could have combined for. So, uh, yep. A um, couple other uh, kind of interesting things here. One one player to note, and I've been watching him a lot. DJ James. He he's one of those defensive players. When he's playing quarterback, his name is not called that much, and you know why? Because he is shutting down his wide receivers. I mean. That is all you can ask for. He even had a pass deflection this this time when the quarterback said, "Hey, I'm going to pass it over to your guy." Every other time, DJ James was he he was playing lockdown defense, um, and you know, not to mention you know Jalen Simpson too in the secondary got that interception and a pretty good return after that. I mean, the secondary, despite its issues, especially in that first half, figured things out, and th- they were they were also part of the reason that we kind of stayed in this game uh, because James we really go ahead and because we really didn't, I mean, besides a couple pretty bad plays, uh, you know, they didn't have that many long passes. They really had a couple long passes um, this whole game. The others were, you know, the, the kind that you would expect five, 10, 15 yard passes. And that's just the nature of, you know, passing the ball 60 times in a game. <laughs> Those are going to happen. So I, I think our secondary did okay. Obviously not the best, but you know, for a team like Auburn's, our our defensive backs hadn't been uh, tested at nearly as much as I thought. Uh, yeah, they probably would have uh, at this point. 
I think DJ James will be the next uh, highest drafted defensive back from Auburn. I think he's got the tools of, you know, the Roger McCrary. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I think he's very similar in that makeup. And, yeah, he's already – he's he's a good player i agree yeah he's one of my favorite defensive backs right now yeah definitely all right any other final thoughts before you get out here jared no i I mean i don't know if we truly expressed just how it was just so fun to see cadillac and them on the sideline i mean this one hurt i wanted it for them really i mean i I hurt as a fan but uh just you know hearing cadillac's speech after the game taking responsibility just talking about loving on those players and Mm -hmm. you know that stuff you know at some point if he were going to be the overall head coach at some point you got to start winning no doubt but right now with what's left in the season that's like the that's what we need like he 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 was the perfect person to choose to finish this thing out um and i I feel pretty optimistic about um next week against a&m man yeah i think he gets me really excited just knowing we got a pretty weak Texas A&M team coming to Jordan Hare, and I mean, we, we. I think this team has something to prove because there there were people in the locker room that were just distraught after this game and crying, and you know it was a tough one to lose because you thought, you know, like I said, Jarquez when he went into the end zone, we we thought we had that game, and for you know that that to, for us to lose. And over time like that, I mean, it just hurts. And so you know that team knows that they're just right there. Um, and, and I think they they can they could put up a good fight, even against Bama um, in a few weeks. All right, Jared, how can people stay in touch with you? You can find me on Facebook. Uh, and my name is Jared Davis. And you can find me on Twitter, A-J-A-Y-J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.